Hello everyone, I'm Catherine Biroy, your personal growth and business coach, and I have just one mission, to help you do what you love and make your dream business flourish. My heart is filled with joy today because I have with me here the one and only <laughs> Sean Dupron with a PhD in gossip and social media reach topping 100 million per month. Dr. Sean Dupron is considered to be one of the most disruptive high-performance consultants on communication today. You've seen this six-time Emmy Award winning featured in major media, including CNN, INC Magazine, and USA Today. Applying gossip theory, she caused a leadership movement on forgiveness to go viral, garnering the honor of a 2016 Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Thank you so much for being here with me. My pleasure. I'm tickled to be here, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure is all mine. Um, I followed you for the last several years, and I am really, really, really impressed with everything that you do. Especially these days, forgiveness uh, is a very, very big topic. But why especially now? Man, you know, that's a great question. We started this movement, Project Forgive, before COVID. It was like in 2014, 2015. And so much has happened since then, including all this, the racial strife, all the pandemic stuff, all the political stuff globally. So, so much has changed since then with anxiety, upset, exhaustion, depression. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of us are dealing with a lot of stuff and all these people dying in this massive grief. So the question you're asking is perfect because I'm right now on a road trip, completing our documentary, and I'm going back to everybody that I've interviewed in the last few years to see where they're at today post-COVID um, because I am a different person from, since COVID happened. What about you? Mm, the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just so different now. There's mm -hmm. so much that has happened and so much, you know, yeah. forgiveness is probably more important than ever before. Yeah, I mean, we need it for ourselves, but these days especially. You mentioned Project Forgive. Would you like to share a little bit more about it? Sure, yeah. We, we started this movement you know, back like in 2013 by a little video. It started with a friend of mine, and his name is Gary Weinstein, and his family was killed by a drunk driver. Oh. His wife and two small kids, Sammy and Alex. My, uh, his wife Judy was my husband's business coach. My children babysat those children, and the day that a drunk driver hit them was excruciating, as you can mm. imagine. It became even more complicated when I discovered later that day that my family also knew the man that killed them. Like, are you kidding me? The dichotomy of these two families literally colliding with that whole family dying and knowing both family systems and how exquisite both families are, mm -hmm. like how can you embrace these dichotomous feelings of loving someone and knowing they killed someone? And so it, that's what happened. I did a little video. I remember my daughter saying to me, mom, you got to do a little video because I'm a television producer by trade. And the video went viral. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, oh yeah, so we need to have some conversations on forgiveness. Um, yeah, and forgiveness is something I've always done in my agency because um, we play in that realm of taking risks as a leader, and you're always going to screw up. The game is how quickly can you forgive yourself? And then looking at all these 
bigger issues in all our lives, um, mm -hmm. forgiveness is really important. So we started Project Forgive. It's been evolving. It's changing because of COVID too. Mm -hmm. And as of 2021, it's going to be focused on women's empowerment. That's mm. going to be the big Love change. Uh -huh. Yeah, excited about that. We've spent a lot of time with kids mm -hmm. and making a difference for those that impact kids. And um, the shift has happened since COVID. So, so much has changed. Yeah, I, I, I just mentioned you before we started recording that I've learned from you about forgiveness and I actually practice one of your exercises, if I may say so, about uh, accepting apology you never received. Uh, and that went so deep for me and really transformed me from inside out um, because I understood that if I forgive, I'm actually helping myself to release all the pain from the past. And it felt like I was born again. So I'm forever grateful to you. I, I honestly, I was, uh, you know, I had no idea. <laughs> I know it's a crazy, it's a crazy good skill. It works yeah. too. It? Yeah, it works, it really. really. Works. Um, yeah. This so, is when you're getting an apology when someone's not going to give you one. You know, yeah. that person has passed or that person's a jerk and they're never going to say they're sorry or never own up to what they did. What do you do with that? And that's yeah. what that, those tools are about. Yeah. And that's a challenge. That's a true challenge, but it really helps and it transforms. So everyone should do that for sure. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about levels of forgiveness? Because you mentioned that several times online, but I'm sure oh, yeah. people don't know that. And there's, there's so many myths about forgiveness. Forgive and forget is just hooey. Mm -hmm. That is just so not true. Like if your daughter is killed, you can never forget your daughter. If she was, you know, lost her life to breast cancer. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So the, there's so many myths about it. I like to focus in on five stages as a researcher. Different folks have different stages. Uh -huh. They, they're similar to grief recovery. And um, I found five that just based upon the time that I've spent with the documentary, the time I spent in research, these five stages are really great. Dr. Wayne Dyer, who I love, mm -hmm. has 11 stages. Like 11 is so long. How can we condense this and find a way using research so we have five? Mm -hmm. And they are, and it, of course it depends upon the level of um, a situation that you're in. You know, for, you know, someone cutting you off in the freeway is very different than you're being, being a victim of child sexual abuse. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, big leeway there. Mm -hmm. um, and for those higher transactions that happen to you, and I like to say that happen for you, it starts with shock, anger, grief, acceptance, and peace. Mm. Shock, anger, grief, acceptance, and peace. And it's not like, oh, you get the shock part over, check it off on your list, and you're done. It mm -hmm. It's nonlinear. One day you might be feeling shocked, Two days later, you might be feeling so much anger you want to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. Then you might feel peace the next day. Then mm -hmm. you might go back to shock. And the, the key to this, and why I love having grief in the center, is um, grief is one of the most transformative properties in the conversation of forgiveness for me as a researcher and mm -hmm. for me as leading a global movement on forgiveness. Because many times our anger is covering grief. And some of us have a hard time even getting angry. Mm -hmm. And then some of us get stuck in anger. And the grief, that's what changes you. When you literally grieve your losses, grieve the betrayal, grieve the hurt. And I'm not talking about suffering. 
Mm -hmm. Talking about real grief. And many of us get confused by suffering and grief too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, that's so deep. I'm sure people didn't know about that a lot. And a lot of people struggle to express their emotions, especially anger, or it is like a too much expressed or it is like just kept inside and then just pop out some some way um or it pops out with um sex addiction alcoholism mm -hmm. to smoking we do all the food we do all, you know one of the things i'll do is i'll eat 10 reasons peanut butter cups when i'm really struggling and i'm really mm -hmm. working on that to be able to express when i'm really upset and forgiveness actually cures that all. Uh, it's just like starting all over again. And, and, and uh, you know, in one moment of time, we just decide to forgive. It, it's about a decision, I believe, uh, when I decided to forgive. And, and it really changed for me. But um, if people know they need to forgive, why, why they don't do that? Because there's so much emotional baggage to it. Mm -hmm. It is a process and it's a journey and it's different like a fingerprint. Everyone has a different fingerprint. Everyone's process is different. I'm talk very openly about being an incest survivor mm -hmm. and my journey of forgiving my mother. Um, my mother didn't, didn't molest me and she betrayed me by putting me with a molester. I had to go through so several years of moving through anger and shock and grief and acceptance and um i can honestly say that i'm at a place that i deeply am in love with my mother mm. fortunately she had a pass in that process because i just was with her as she passed um it's it, it can be a very complicated journey and that decision happens when you're ready and it's, it's like i don't want to like pretend that you just decide you're forgiven it's over no freaking mm. way it doesn't work that way you do all kind whatever work you need to do like is it okay if we talk about your dad for a second? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because you you were sharing just before we started about some issues with your dad mm -hmm. and that you made a decision to forgive him using tools like accepting the apology you'll never receive. And to me, that tool is something you use over and over and over again. It is a process. To that place. Yes, it's a mastery. Forgiveness is a skill, not something you just do. You know, yeah, it's dependent yeah. upon, you know, what happened for you. Yes. And it's a process of healing, I, as I see that. You need yeah. to tune into that feeling and to just feel and to, to grieve, as you said, and then let it go. And yeah. the beauty of it is a beautiful reconnection. And the fact that, um, you know, they did the best they could when they were doing whatever. So, so and isn't that reconnection with yourself? Yes. Because the more reconnected you get with yourself, the more you can connect with others. And it feels really, really good. Yes, it feels, it feels brilliant because, you know, I am like really uh, uh, doing my best to, to show people. And this podcast is actually about very high achievers and uh, people who, who are really, really, really successful. But we all have stories and we all have that deep past, which we overcame somehow and transcended to something more beautiful like, like you did and like yeah. I did. And we all did yes, that. Absolutely. Um, you just mentioned grief and you talk about distinctions between suffering and grief. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Yeah, let me get, I got a good example for that. Mm -hmm. So here would be an example of suffering. Um, my, I'm married right now. I've been married to my husband for 25 years. Okay? Mm -hmm. And prior to marrying him, I was 
previously married. I had a first marriage mm-hmm. and I was married to an alcoholic and I was married for five years. And what we would do, all the women, what we do is, you know, we're chronically codependent, married to alcoholics throughout the whole family system. We'd get together every Friday, us women, and complain about our alcoholic husbands. Mm. He's doing this, he's doing that, blah, blah. And it never solved anything. It just allowed us to last another week because at least we emoted and Mm -hmm. suffered through it and were able to talk about it, but it didn't change anything. We went back to the same behaviors, the same alcoholic husbands, and then we meet again the following Friday. Can I swear on your show? I don't know if it's appropriate to say. Of course. (laughs) A bitch session. And it's like that to me is suffering. Mm. or that guilt or that worry um like this would be true for a lot of people right now with um all the politics especially in the u.s and i know Mm -hmm. the u.s politics has everyone talking in the world because it's so Mm -hmm. prominent Mm -hmm. and um you can get so caught up in suffering about things you have zero control over Mm -hmm. like zero control and when you allow yourself to grieve it isn't like you're laying on the couch and crying for 10 days. It isn't like that. It's, um, I w- when I settle myself enough, like right now, I could allow some grief to come up right now because I know you know my story. I, my mother recently passed, my dad passed, and my sister passed. I recently mm-hmm. lost my entire family mm-hmm. just before COVID, all from cancer, all different types. You can already feel that grief is coming up in this moment. Mm-hmm. And this is what sometimes grief looks like, allowing it to show up in the moment. Um, like some, what happened the other day, my son sent me a text and uh, my mother was very religious, um, fundamentally religious and actually painfully so. And my son sent me a text. He said, how sad that grandma could only be herself with God. Mm. And it touched me so deeply that she didn't feel safe to be herself except through that religion. And I feel grief about that. You can feel it in this moment. And so sometimes grief looks like this as you're processing and moving through life. It's kind of like, I like to see grief as like giggles. Like when you get a giggle, you don't suppress it unless you're in church. When a giggle comes up and you laugh, you don't try to shovel it down. Uh-huh. We do it with grief. We do it with anger. What if we approached our joy, our laughter, our surprise, our excitement, mm-hmm. and allowing it to happen right in the moment, just as if it were any other emotion, because anger and grief our emotions too. Here, I'm going to wipe my nose. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and that's to me the ultimate in presence mm-hmm. to be so present in whatever's going on in the moment, you know, to be mm-hmm. so present like that. Mm-hmm. That to me is a very powerful gift. And that to me is the gift of forgiveness. Yeah, beautiful. Very beautiful. I actually felt I'm an empath and I felt, um, you know, when you were talking, I took a deep breath. I think uh, my audience will hear that because I I truly feel uh, what you were saying. And I want to thank you for showing up and for telling your story and helping all of us to to actually learn from you all of these beautiful things. I'm so grateful. I mentioned, <laughs> I, I, mentioned, I mentioned that um, accepting apology, we, 
we never received and yeah. how challenging that is. And um, would you like to tell us a little bit more about that? Because I think my audience will definitely benefit a lot from, from what I experienced. It's an easy tool. Yep. And we all have someone <laughs> to deal with. That drives us crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So we're, we're accepting the apology. You'll never receive came from here. Let me just do this. I'm not even worried about it anymore. Mm -hmm. It came from my neighbor and I still call him Bob. That's not his real name. <laughs> so he was, <laughs> okay. he, he's the kind of neighbor, like I'd go outside and I'd see him out of the corner of my eye and I could feel my body twitch and I could feel myself getting annoyed. Mm. And like the kinds of things he would say to me is I'd go out to my car, go out to get the mail and he'd say, Good morning, Dr. Sean. And I'd be like, yeah, but it's uh, it's 6 p.m., Bob. It's not morning. And he'd say, I know, but it looks like you just got up. Like, that's the kind of stuff he would say to me. No, it isn't life and death. And it's annoying, okay? Yeah. So I didn't really even think about him much unless I saw him. But I'm like thinking about this. Okay, as a consultant, as a trainer with an agency on communication, but known as the forgiveness lady, having a PhD in gossip, how do you make things go viral? How and who am I broadcasting? Who am I being with this neighbor that every time he sees me, I'm annoyed and I'm not practicing what I'm preaching. Mm. I'm like, what could I possibly do? So he, I, he doesn't get me. So I'm annoyed because it doesn't matter what he's doing. It's more about what am I doing and who am I going to be in the moment? So that's where the tool came from. I started doing it on my Thank side. You, Bob. Started, yeah, isn't it crazy? It's kind of cool. Yeah. I started practicing that he was apologizing to me. Mm. He was not apologizing. That was not going to happen. He was not going to apologize. And he'd be, his apology in my head would be something like, oh, Dr. Sean, I did it again. I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> Every time I see you, I get so uncomfortable. Actually, I'm awkward with people in general. I'm very much an introvert. And I always say the wrong things. And I wish my social skills were better. I'm working on it. Would you forgive me? <laughs> and my so answer cool. would be yes. <laughs> so he wasn't saying it, but I was pretending that he was. Mm -hmm. right? And so it transformed me in my relationship to him. And he just, we just started interacting differently. Mm. Now, it, it's a masterful skill because you can use it for you know, little things like that, like a neighbor. A lot of my forgiveness work has been around, I've been very mad at God. Mm. And Project Forgive is a um, nonpartisan, non-religious organization movement. And, um, you know, we embrace whatever spiritual philosophy you have. So I don't talk about God like this. So when I say God, I mean God, Allah, Buddha, mm -hmm. Muhammad, prophet, whatever it is that's, you know, goddesses, witches, people have all different kinds of things they believe mm -hmm. And um, with my family all dying of cancer and being that caretaker and going through this for like the last two and a half years, for me, it's God. And I was really angry with God. Mm -hmm. um, I also had survivor guilt and I can feel the grief is coming up again. Mm -hmm. it's, it's also when you feel safe, that's when, when you're with someone who's very safe, your grief can come up more easily. That's why it's important to be around people you feel safe. And I feel very comfortable with you, Catherine. I can feel your your kindness and your groundedness. It feels really good to be myself. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And so I've been really mad at God and how God has been apologizing to me. Remember, this is the apology mm. you can't hear, you won't receive. He's been saying, oh, my little Shawnee, 
I love you. I'm so sorry everybody left you. I know you feel like you don't even deserve to be here. Why are you the only one left? Once again, you feel left out and abandoned by your family. Just so you know, I have a bigger plan. Your family is safe with me. And there's things you need to do. This is for you, not to you. And you will get through this. I promise. Whoa. And I'm sorry your heart felt so much, Angel. I'm so sorry. And you can, like, when I first started doing this apology, some days I would be bawling. I'd just be sitting on the, and I'd just bawl and cry. Mm -hmm. And um, now I'm having more facility with it and getting more masterful with it. And um, whenever I'm missing my mom or my sister, Cindy, she's only a year older than me, or my dad, um, I do that apology from God and I feel hugged and loved up by that. And some people will call it some, a type of prayer. Um, I just love the tool because it's an accessible tool that you can do on a dime. Yeah. You can do it with coworkers, you can do it with kids, if you're a teacher, you know, you can do it with your clients. You can do it with bosses. You can do it with sisters-in-law. Mm. You can do it with family members, right? But yeah, it's very interesting way. how yeah. you, how you now told us two stories. And uh, the story with Bob was very, very funny to me. I mean, yeah, I know it was funny, not yeah. you, but you know, it was it was very, very funny. But on the other side, when you were telling this story about conversations with God, uh, it's so deep. And it's so profound, and I actually got goosebumps. So, so yeah, yeah. I never even imagined um, that we can go so deep with forgiveness. I, I was practicing this tool, but now you inspired me to really talk to God myself because I have few things to <laughs> receive in a form of apology from Him too. You mentioned the movie. Uh, uh, that you are creating now. Would you like to share a little bit more about it? Yeah, I would, because I'm in the midst of it right now. Uh -huh. I'm, um, let's see if I have my little, I've been carrying this with me. Let me show you. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's the right way for you. It says, be brave. Oh, love it. And um, the reason this is significant is I got it from a dear friend of mine, Gary Stewart. Mm -hmm. And um, Leopard is all about my sister. My sister was my big sister and she loved Leopard. So he sends me stuff like this to like honor my that sacred sister relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, I have had a hard time finishing this documentary, especially with caretaking and mm -hmm. um, even motivation, fear. How, how am I supposed to take this on? How raw am I going to be? Um, how vulnerable do I want to be? And I'm going for it. That's why Be Brave is so important to me. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm on a road trip. I just started it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be traveling for about two months, very safely in COVID. I don't eat in restaurants. I didn't even, here with my grandkids in Florida, I drove from Detroit to Florida. Mm -hmm. I didn't even go to retreating because I wasn't mm -hmm. going to be, I'm, I'm really, really, really careful. And um, I'm on this road trip of healing and writing. And so the, it's all an inquiry of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I decided to, and I have many people that I've interviewed, like from forgiving someone who molested, forgiving someone with, forgiving God for breast cancer, um, a small child dying early. Um, there's so many stories of forgiveness. And of course, Gary Weinstein's story is in there. How does it impact you 
you know, your health, like what happens to your blood pressure when you forgive? What happens to your risk for heart attack and stroke? What are the myths of forgiveness? It's a deep inquiry about what forgiveness actually is and where are we the same rather than where are we different? Mm -hmm. And I thought this is a perfect time to do it because I'll be doing it. I have pre-COVID stuff. I'll be doing it post-COVID, post-election because we got a big election and being able to talk to people because people are so upset about everything that's going on. And so it's just an exquisite time to be putting this together. I hope, I expect to have it done before the end of the year. We'll see where and what platform it ends up on. Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, just really excited for this inquiry of what forgiveness really means, regardless of your religion, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of your political affiliation. I love this. I, I see it like a next secret, <laughs> like a secret made the bomb. I really, I really know from my own experience how forgiveness is really helpful. And um, is there a way people can get involved in the project? Absolutely. Our Facebook page. That's mm -hmm. where we send everybody. Come to our Facebook page. At, you know, go on Facebook and just type in Project Forgive. You'll find mm -hmm. our website. You'll find out what we're doing. We have lectures every Sunday. Like mm -hmm. uh, when I talked about this last week was neediness. Like, can you embrace your own neediness? Is it okay to be needy? Mm -hmm. and, uh, just like embracing your grief or embracing your joy or embracing your passion. Mm -hmm. Neediness is just another piece. Mm -hmm. And um, so through our Facebook page is the best way to find us. We also have a lot of articles on our website, projectforgive.com. Beautiful. Uh, for me, you are a communication and media genius. I will be very open to say that. And I was following your work and I know you have an agency. Uh, you're six times Emmy awarded. I mean, that's like, wow. And just, <laughs> you know, would you like to share a little bit about your agency and, and what people can expect and how they can find you? Because truly, I mean, I, I adore your work and I would like people to know more about it. So my, my claim to fame is high performance communication. Mm -hmm. So when you're sweating bullets, you're terrified, you got to fire somebody, hire somebody, have a budget meeting. The highest skill set to me is media training, like being interviewed on CNN or being interviewed live mm -hmm. um, with the media. Mm -hmm. And um, so we do a lot of media training. So we do that gamut of high performance training, sprinkling in a lot of joy and sprinkling in a lot of forgiveness. One of our big sponsors is General Motors. So really progressive companies hire us mm -hmm. and, um, and we really cause connection and productivity is really what we do. And of course, high communication skills. That's really what we do. And my company is Sean TV. Yeah, and I'm Shawnee with me, so it's Dr. Shawnee or Shawnee. You TV. are so humble. She is a genius. Uh, <laughs> you need to get that. <laughs> and now we will move to a second part of the interview when I ask uh, a quick questions and you have okay. like uh, 10 seconds to answer to me. So. Okay. So <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very simple and, and it's just um, something that my audience like. Okay. And Sounds great. The, the questions are very um, yeah, simple. And okay. you will hear the ring bell when the time is up. <laughs> okay. All right. So I need to answer right away. <laughs> so what do you do in your free time? Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Dying. <laughs> what is your life motto? Sorry, my life model? Mm, motto. Mod oh, my life motto? Mm -hmm. um, accept the apology you'll never receive. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and uh, what is your favorite book? 
Oh, my favorite. I'd have to say A Course in Miracles. Beautiful. A Course in Miracles, yeah. Uh, tell us where people can reach out to you except for the Facebook page uh, and what yeah. we can accept, uh, uh, expect from your magic uh, during the next year. When do you plan to uh, publish your movie? Um, well, well, we'll be done editing this year. We'll see who's going to buy it. I want to get it on Netflix because Netflix is my go-to. <laughs> I'm and, sure you uh, will. <laughs> well, we'll see. We've got some great conversations going on, so we'll see where it's going to end up airing. So that's the biggest thing. And then, of course, the apology book will be coming out mm -hmm. early next year. So I got a book coming out. You can connect with me at seantv.com, S-H-A-W-N-E-T-V.com, or projectforgive.com. And uh, we do a lot. I, I, the big, probably the best place to find us is Sunday nights. We do that live lecture. I do a lecture every Sunday night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being my guest. I'm truly honored and blessed. And um, I wish you all the best. And um, we'll talk soon again, I'm sure. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, Catherine. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.